We continue our exit interview series with another trio of Heat players looking back at this past season and ahead to what's next. Can Bam Adebayo reach yet another level? Can Tyler Hero be great when it matters most? What is Gabe Vincent actually best at? We'll answer that and more on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Thursday edition of Locked On Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening or watching on YouTube, on Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. I'm David Ramil, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Wes Goldberg. We're continuing our exit interview series, talking about each player on the Heat roster. If you didn't check out our first, our first installment, go back and make sure you check that out as we ask big questions about Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and P.J. Tucker. Today, we'll be looking at uh, what Bam and Abayo, Tyler Hero, and Gabe Vincent did this past season. A big question for them in the offseason, and then a little bit of a fun exercise, what summer job would be best for them. So let's start off with Bam at a bio. In his fifth season, Bam put up career highs in points, field goal attempts, and tied in rebounds per game. His assist numbers were a bit down, as you'd expect with the addition of Kyle Lowry, but Bam still put up a great year despite missing significant time with an injury. While he wasn't made an all-star, his second straight snub, however, uh, he wasn't considered a top candidate for defensive player of the year either. He did make an all-defensive team based on the 56 games in which he did appear. And overall, I'd say he had a pretty good season with some up-and-down performances in the playoffs. Wes, what's your big takeaway from Bam's season? Is that the Miami Heat probably have their best defensive player that they've had since Alonzo Morning in Bam Adebayo. He is going to be their first perennial defensive player of the year candidate since Alonzo Mourning, and he's earned it, right? I know that he wasn't a finalist, but that, like, whatever. He was top five instead of top three. He was still a candidate. Uh, he got votes. He's a perennial defensive player of the year candidate going forward. I think when he's at his best, he's no worse than the third best defender in the NBA. I would have him probably at second behind, like, Draymond Green at, at when Draymond's at his best. At his peak, yeah. Yeah, just at, at their absolute peak powers. And, and by the way... If you look at their their trend lines, Bam is trending up. Draymond Green's only getting older, even though it doesn't really look like he's going anywhere anytime soon. But yeah. that's the level of defender. That's the level of player that they have. Not just a perennial defensive player of the year candidate, though, David. Also capable of huge scoring outbursts, the way that guys like Draymond and even like some of these other top defenders, a Ben yeah. Simmons when he's available, like he's capable of that. I know he gets a lot of a lot of criticism for not doing it more. But, David, this year he did it more. He had six 30-point games in the regular season and playoffs this year. Yeah. The highest before that was two in 2019 and 2020. He had one in the regular season that season and one in the playoffs that year. So the fact that he went from what was his career high in 30-point games in a season from two to six is a, a huge leap. And I know we're always in the thing of more, 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 give me more. Right. But this year he did give the Heat a lot more. And so I think he took a leap this season that was noticeable and the Heat have to be really um, encouraged by what they've gotten from Bam this past season. I agree 100% with everything you said. Uh, my big takeaway slash question uh, is that, no, no, question, takeaway is that Bam is still underappreciated. In year five of his NBA career, at age 24, he continues to get better. All the complaints about him being more aggressive, 
finding regular, you know, range from uh, the, about, the, you know, mid 10, 10 to 15 feet away from the basket. He's done that pretty consistently. Those aggressive scoring outbursts that you talked about, the incredible defense production that the assist numbers were down, didn't take away from the fact that he's still Miami's second or third best playmaker alongside Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, who have been very, very good throughout their respective careers as playmakers. So Bam still right up there, still the most versatile big man in today's game, maybe right alongside Nikola Jokic. Uh, having said that, like he's still not appreciated for everything he does. There's this expectation that he wants more. And I'm glad you brought up the Draymond comp because like Draymond can be who he is. Like you watch these finals, you watch these playoff performances. Has he eclipsed 12 points per game at any point in time like I know he doesn't necessarily need to and that's the whole thing is that you know for everything that he does well and he's such a great defender such a great presence the emotional leadership the vocal leadership out on the floor but you're playing alongside Clay Thompson uh, Steph Curry etc guys who can take up the scoring bulk Bam doesn't have that like Jimmy had to do it and 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 yet when you know Jimmy was scoring 40 plus points per game everybody's looking well well why is it Bam scoring 20 points to help him it's like well because he kind of has to take a step back because there's only one ball and you can only do so much of it I wonder if we could go back I mean we can't obviously check out those 40 plus point games from LeBron James when he was in a heat uniform and what Dwayne and Bosch did alongside those games too because they were probably playing spectators and those were Clearly, Hall of Fame players who had established great careers based on their offense. But anyway, well, let's move on. For that's pretty much our takeaways for this past season. Yeah. What's your big question moving forward this offseason? I know, Spolstra, if you're listening, you're going to yell at me. But <laughs> <laughs> what are you is gonna your ex- obsession? <laughs> is Bam Adebayo going to extend his range? I won't go so far as to say he needs to start shooting threes, okay? Which he eventually does, and I stand by it. At Absolutely. some point, he needs to start. Look, he doesn't need to be Carl Anthony Towns, but take nice. one in the flow of the offensive game, I think. One or two in the flow of the offensive game, which would be a nice step. But before we get there, I need to see it better from mid-range. He kind of has that like lower mid-range area with that push shot. I want to see him be able to step out consistently 15, 16, 17 feet and hit that shot. Yeah. He hit 21.4% on those longer mid-range shots this season, which is bad. Very, very bad. Uh, I would like to see him extend that range a little bit more. Because once you have that, all of a sudden the rest of the floor opens up. Like, it really, really does. It doesn't have to be just that three-point line that people look at. If you're hitting that 17-footer consistently, or if you at least have it to the point where defenses have to respect it, now all of a sudden those cutting lanes for Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero and P.J. Tucker and all these other guys that want to do those backdoor cuts, maybe you could play him next to a big who can occupy that dunker spot. And that would really unlock a lot of Miami's offense and a lot of their defense, too. It would give them some more options that way. That, to me, would be a really huge swing point for the Heat next season if he's able to to consistently be respected from like that longer mid-range area. That's what I'd like to see from him. Look no further than your opponent in the Eastern Conference Finals and what Al Horford has been able to do consistently yeah. throughout his career. Like That's, that's a good one. I mean, yeah, that is... That is the goal. I mean, to get to that point maybe is a little optimistic or unrealistic. But, I mean, if he can do that with some regularity, it it does, like you said, unlock everything on offense. To me, I have the same question for Bam that I posed to Jimmy Butler, which is what do you want? But it's more – it's not in terms of the roster construction because Bam doesn't get that say-so at this point in his career. It's what do you want to do? Do you want to be the playmaker? Do you want to be an all-defensive player? Do you just want to be the versatile big a la Draymond Green? Or do you want to be the occasional scorer? Do you recognize that your role – has to be to impact the offense a little bit more because we don't have 
Miami doesn't have that clear-cut, you know, second tertiary score. You need to be able to explore all those other things or just settle into being a, a very good role player that's getting paid a whole heck of a lot of money to be that. So I think that's the big question that I would pose, Bam, if I was a Heat front office. And maybe but, to uh, the and, and to the coaching staff, too. I mean, it's it's as much of a question to Eric Spolster and that coaching point. staff as it is to Bam. Um, do you have a summer job? Oh, I do. Uh, for him, I'd like him to take up a paper route, Wes. Uh, I, I want him to get a paper route. So you want him to be unemployed? Okay. No, no, no. Paper route. Well, yeah, I guess there isn't a lot of paper delivery going on right now. But, you know, I was looking up traditional summer jobs and a paper route. Just, you know, okay. test his aim from long distance sitting on your bike or your car. You're throwing the paper. Work those muscles. You get your job done by noon and you're able to hit the gym and shoot threes all day. That's what I want him to do. That's that's to me the ultimate goal. You get your work in, practice your aim from long distance and then go and work at the gym. All I like day. that. That's better than mine. So we're going to go with that one. The paper route. <laughs> What did you have? You have to at least include it out there. Yeah, I he, he's like really big into like um, like uh, uh, activism and things like that. So yep. I was thinking maybe like a public speaker, but he's kind of soft spoken, like in yep. public settings. I, he's not he's not which is he's so not soft spoken in practices and in the locker room when we've been around. He's actually yeah. way louder. But in a public setting, like talking to media, just so I actually had him as like a, 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 a guide at like a black history museum where he could kind of be a little bit more soft spoken but still be able to talk about all the things that he's so passionate about. But I like the paper route one better because it's funny. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll talk a little bit about Tyler Hero and what he needs to do to improve uh, next uh, uh, next season, if he's even on the Heat roster. But before we oh. do that, just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. It's impossible. They can't have it all. They're going to be delivering them to their warehouse. They have to call it in or phone it in or even order it on their computer. Why go through that process? They're going to use the same computer that you've got access to, which means you've got access to rockauto.com. Their website is so easy to use. I've bragged about it before. At least, you know, it seems like bragging to some people on this podcast. But to me, it's just, it's so easy to find the parts you're looking for. I did it with a few easy clicks, saved a ton of money, saved time like crazy. Didn't have to go anywhere to do it. The part was delivered directly and safely to my door without having to, having to leave the confines of my home. You too can find everything that you're looking for for your car or truck on their easy to use website, a family owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for two plus decades. You can't beat that. So go right now to rockauto.com. You see all the parts available for your car or truck. And then when you go ready to check out, find a section that says, where did you hear about us? And write the phrase locked on so they know we set you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Well, we've got an important favor to ask you. I mentioned it to you yesterday. We're putting together a survey here at the Lockdown Podcast Network where we can find out more about what you like about the network and how we can better serve you. It's an opportunity for you to tell us what you like and don't like about our podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. And best of all, everyone that compete, completes the survey will have a chance to win one of 10 Ticketmaster gift cards worth $100. So please fill out the survey, and thanks again for your help. If you got a gift card, Wes, what concert this summer would you oh, line up to go see? Easy, easy. Uh, Green Day is coming to the Hard Rock. <laughs> in uh september i think so yep. tickets already went pre-sale yep i already bought them but if i had a hundred dollar gift card that would have been really helpful yeah not cheap yeah i uh i'm going to colorado this uh, summer so i could go see fish for the millionth time nice yeah, yeah. there you go yeah. 
<laughs> that's basically the only concert what, I've is it the uh, what's it called red red dick sporting goods dick sporting goods arena you're seeing oh, them at, they, oh added oh i was like you're seeing them at a dick sporting goods okay yeah no no that's it they just play a long there. climb right, down for right, fish hey man you know one time you're, you're the leading jam band in the world next thing you know you're right next to the golf equipment that's just the way it works <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Anyway, we're here to talk a little bit about Tyler Hero because he had a, I think, a great season. Everybody yeah. talks about Tyler. He was able to accomplish something in just his third season at 22 years old that no other Heat player has ever accomplished, which is to win the Sixth Man of the Year award. Uh, again, up to scoring numbers, shot better from three, did everything you could possibly ask of him. And yet there's this feeling that maybe he could have done more. So what is your big takeaway yeah. from Tyler's season? Yeah, I mean, I really wish he was healthy in the playoffs because we, I, I don't, maybe we're still asking the same questions, but it, there would be less question around the question, right? It's just because he was so unhealthy during the playoffs, like we didn't really get a full valuation of what he could do on that stage. Um, and it's been a couple of years now since we've really seen him at that stage perform at a high yep. level. But yep. my takeaway is that his ceiling is still very, very high. It's mm. very high. And all of this talk about whether or not he's going to be a starter or whatever. He really helped the Heat win games this season, and he was so important to Miami. That that do-it-yourself flavor of offense, that just injection of scoring every time he came onto the court, uh, that was the big takeaway too, but also that there's still a ways to go. He's 22 years old. He needs to continue to fill out that frame. I think that there's a lot made of, like, just go in the weight room and all this stuff. Like, the guy's 22. He's not going to hit his physical prime and for another four, five, six years, probably. And so you can't really rush that, although there are things yeah. you can obviously do to improve. And then defensively, like adding some muscle, adding that weight, getting better defensively. Um, that stuff all needs to come in order for him to be a starter. But my other takeaway, David, is, is less on the court, but also like mm. this guy is the biggest star on the Miami Heat outside of Jimmy Butler. Like fans mm. love Tyler Hero. They love Tyler Hero. He is the fan favorite. Out, and outside of Jimmy Butler, he is the biggest fan favorite on the roster. And that, you know, coming back to this podcast, coming back to this market, uh, moving back to Miami, going to these games, going to these arenas. I don't know that that's always been there, but I, I, like the, the love that the fans have for him, mm -hmm. that was like just my biggest takeaway from the season in regards to Tyler Hero. No, that's always been the case, honestly. Uh, yeah. Having had the opportunity to cover... Uh, Tyler from his rookie season, like I, I'd never seen anything like it. I know I mentioned it before for a long time listeners, but the, the, the constant holding of your breath as he takes every shot yeah. or goes behind a back or crosses over and does something, you know, off the dribble, like I've never seen that. Not Jimmy, not even Dwayne at his peak held Miami audiences as captive as Tyler does. There's a level of excitement there, but conversely, that's my big takeaway is that we're always left disappointed somehow in what Tyler has done. And I don't know if it's the unfair expectations that were placed on him as a rookie. I know you did reporting on what happened in his second season uh, mm -hmm. regarding, you know, some local media members, not necessarily throwing Tyler under the bus, but questioning his work ethic, reporting themselves that the Heat questioned his work ethic. Yeah. And now after a third season where he was able to accomplish so much as an offensive player, yes, there are holes in his game. We're still left a little disappointed because of his lack of a strong showing in the playoffs. On top of all that, and while we don't like delving into a player's personal life at all, now there's questions about his relationship off the court and whether or not that's going to continue to impact him moving forward. It's just there always seems to be something going on. And maybe it's just the nature of being a 22-year-old star you know, 
entering his prime, really. Yeah. Like he, he, was, he was thrust into the limelight probably a lot earlier than most people are, even in the NBA, and that's a lot of expectation, and yet we're kind of feeling like there's always something more that he could give, and, and, and I don't know. That's just a, It's a weird takeaway for a guy who is so good at 22 that we well, can always... Well, some of it's on more. him. I mean, it, that's fair. It, he, he did tell Jeremy Taché from Valley Sports in that interview that was widely circulated, like, I, I belong in that conversation with Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Yeah. Nobody asked him <laughs> to say that. You know, like, Jeremy asked him just a regular question. Like, it, and he came up with that. And and then I asked Tyler about that What's later. What's your for favorite the, type of uh, shoe? It's like, well... Well, <laughs> you know, just a regular yeah. question. By the way, I wear the same shoes as Luka Doncic and Trey Young because I'm <laughs> in the same category as they are. All right, no, I, I and, and but he said that because he really believes it, and he said it in order to motivate himself to get there. So I, I think as much as those expectations are thrust upon Tyler Hero, he puts it on himself too. And some you got to respect it to some level. But that kind of takes me to my other question for him: like, what do you really like? Do you really is being a starter that important? Is being a starter that important for you? Because it was very clear that the Heat were better off with him as a sixth man of the year. And everybody wants to talk about what that next step for Tyler is going to be. But he's still very helpful to them winning games as the best sixth man in the league, right? And so if you're the Heat going into next season, having the best sixth man in the league is a plus. That's a good thing to have. And if he, if he is so gung-ho about being a starter and that comes up in these contract extension negotiations... Like, that, that is my question for him. How important is that to you? And if it is that important, what can you do to make it so that you have starting. to be starting next year? And yeah. I don't. I, I still think that there's physical limitations that he is just too young to address right now. He is not yet in his physical prime, and that's going to help. That's going to hurt him on defense. But can his offense get to a level that's even better than where it is now that it so much outweighs the defensive inefficiencies. Like, can he be an even better off-the-dribble three-point shooter, off-the-catch three-point shooter, movement shooter, playmaker, passer, David? Like, all these things. Can you get to a level where your offense is so good that we have to have you on the floor from the very start? I just don't see what the big deal is. And maybe it's just that I'm not a professional basketball player. But considering the fact that, you know, more people have historically said that the more important role is to be the closer, and Tyler has certainly earned that because he's a gamer. He's a guy who does step up for the big shot and wants the big shot. He wants the ball in his hands in those clutch situations. Starting over Max Struess or Duncan Robinson shouldn't mean all that much. I don't think anybody on this Heat front office would question that Tyler is the better player over Max or Duncan, and yet right. somehow he's made this point that he wants to continue to prove himself. It's kind of, I don't know, there's just something about it that I don't quite wrap my mind around. And it just feels like on a team of guys that constantly, at least publicly, state they don't want the individual recognition, they don't want that kind of attention, they don't care about those kinds of awards and things of that sort. Tyler, and again, does part care. of that... He does care. He cares. Uh, he wants the individual awards. He wants them, yeah. man. Like, and, and I get I, it. That's at 22. You're carving out your legacy. I mean, yeah. Bam is different. Bam is very, very unique. At 24, he cares... But he doesn't make a, such a big show about it the same way yeah. Tyler does, and, and that's just it. Just it's a little strange to me. You you, you, were you can't get on the All Star game if you're the six, yeah. you, you you're not an All Star if you're six man. Like if you don't start, you, it's a really it's really difficult to get into the All Star game. Tyler Hero wants to be a multiple time All Star, and and you know, young people aren't very patient for whatever reason, <laughs> and and that I, I don't think that Tyler Hero was shown a whole lot of patience, and that's fine. But and, and he's done the work, man. Like he, he took a huge leap from year two to year three. He just needs to take another leap, you know? And if he takes a leap similar, he will be the starter. 
Like that, his offense will, you know, make up for his defensive inefficiencies. Um, I know we're coming up against the break here, but the the, the big extension talk. Do we want to have it? I don't think it's worth exploring right now. Like I, I don't. I'm still okay. questioning whether or not he is a. I don't. I don't like the word fit, but that's the only one I can come up with at this time. Is whether he's the best fit on this roster, because if he's making waves, and it's clear that he's not done enough from in Pat Riley's estimation that he has not done enough to earn the role of a star, in Eric Spolster's estimation, he hasn't done enough. Like, what is he just going to be on this team? Is he just going to be the super sub, and, and that's all fine for us on the outside, but for him, clearly, it's not. And if he yeah. wants to earn that, he shows it in training camp. Or maybe they have to find a way to move on from it. And I, I hate being in that position because I am so typically and historically anti-trade. And yet we're at this point where I'm just not sure what to do with Tyler on this roster. You know, and I think it's a question. It is. I'm okay with it, though. I'm okay with him being selfish. I'm okay with him wanting the individual awards. I think you need players like that. You can't just have a bunch of dudes that are like, no, no, no. It's like, I'm totally good as long as you're good. Like, you need a guy who demands more from himself and and demands you know that kind of thing that is a little bit selfish i think you need some of that on a roster i think tyler hero his game reflects that right it's like you know what like yeah all this egalitarian stuff is really good but sometimes i'm just going to go up and shoot this ball from 30 feet and and it's been such a jolt for this offense in so many important moments not just this season but throughout his career i when i say that tyler hero cares about the individual awards and he's a little selfish about it it is not a criticism from me. Right. I, I I respect it. I appreciate those kinds of guys. I think you need guys like that in the lock in every lock uh, in every locker room. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. Uh, do you want to go into uh, what his summer job would be? Yeah, mine's easy. Uh, he is a Urban Outfitters model. Whoa. Okay. Uh, Just on the website, that. modeling like corduroy shorts. Like that's yeah. what he's doing. Uh, I've got him as a camp counselor, like at some uh, faraway travel camp. You know, uh, to me, it gives him a chance to like show off for all the kids out there he can wear whatever weird clothing he wants to he's always got to accessorize with something alongside the camp t-shirt or whatever pullover he's got to wear or something like that and and it also gives him enough time to have access to you know canoes and all sorts of other equipment that will get him in better shape for the grind of next offseason i I just (laughs) i think that's where he needs to be he's focused on uh but we'll see we'll see what happens also with gabe vincent because while he did show out this past season i'm not sure that there's a clear role for him moving forward so we'll talk about that in the next segment before we do that just uh wanted to remind you that built is built bars are a sponsor of this episode built bar has their new caramel brownie flavor it's delicious again soft easy to chew 100 covered in chocolate just like all their bars you can't go wrong with that combination of flavors you get all the nutrients you're looking for in a protein bar without sacrificing any of the taste that's what makes built bars stand out over their competition again so many delicious flavors to choose from you can get a mixed box with all of your favorites try the caramel brownie try their puffs which are their marshmallow infused protein bars so good you can't go wrong with any of those built bars believe me you won't be disappointed uh, so go to built.com right now use the promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your order but only if you go to built.com and use the promo code lock 15 that's lock 15 that's our promo code for you to get 15 percent off your order of built bars Just a reminder that you can always reach out to us via email at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com or via Twitter using the hashtag AskLOHeat. Be sure to please subscribe to the show and leave a review. We're going to continue to give you the best coverage for your team, the Miami Heat. 
We're continuing our exit interview series. This is installment number two. Go back and check out installment number one about Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and P.J. Tucker if you haven't heard it. Uh, but today we'll be talking a little bit about Gabe Vincent because I think there was expectations placed on Gabe as he enters his third season in the league. An undrafted player, of course, added to the roster right before uh, the Orlando bubble. That was a very strange. I remember his first day of practice in a Heat uniform where he was being promoted as a super shooter. Like that's what he had been able to show out in his limited stint in Sioux Falls. He was just brought onto the roster at a time when there was a number of injuries across the roster. They wanted to see what he could contribute. Never really played all that much. Then, of course, the pandemic started in March of 2020, and everybody kind of just, well, we, we don't know what to do now. Gabe uh, eventually wound up being a part of that roster in the Orlando uh, in the Orlando bubble. Again, not playing very much. Last year, we didn't see much from him either. This year, he took a monstrous leap, just an active player, filling in for Kyle Lowry as a starter, having big moments throughout the playoffs, uh, just doing everything he can. Uh, but yet, uh, there's still some questions about what he can do moving forward. So, Wes, what is your big takeaway from Gabe's season? Is that he's a rotation player in the NBA. That's it. Um, he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, defensively, he tries really hard. There's still some limitations because he's not that big. Um, you see people, you know, get the switch on him and shoot over the top of him. Uh, but at, at, the, at the point of attack, he, he works hard. He fights over and under screens, depending on the matchup. Uh, and as a point guard, he's gotten really good at navigating screens, getting the ball to teammates, uh, kind of every once in a while, showing that scoring burst that the Heat got picked up on originally and why they brought him in. Um, and he'll show that like he's got like a, a cool like little turnaround fadeaway jumper on the left side of the court that he likes to get to every once in a while, um, which is all good. He's a good player. He's a rotation player. Uh, but I, I think that kind of leads us to our, our question is what you've hinted at is like, what is he exactly like? Is this the final form of Gabe Vincent? Can he get even better than this? Is he like the next Fred Van Vliet or is he just like a, a, a nice backup point guard and in, in an NBA rotation. I don't know. There's an old ad campaign that probably predates you by a significant amount of time, which is uh, when they were advertising vi uh, tapes, uh, cassettes. I don't even know if you know what those are, where they would record music on things like that. And it was called, is it live or is it Memorex? For me, the question is, is he good or is it heat culture? Because I can't tell. Like We've seen this so often in the past. Uh, a guys that just play out of their mind. Tyler Johnson comes to mind, uh, and then they leave to another team, and well, they're just they can't find their footing. They just can't seem to find a place there. And I wonder if Gabe is the same way. If he's you know, they just find a way to bring out the best in these guys, and then somehow I, I don't know I don't know where they fit in on, a, on on another team's roster. They just find a way to thrive here. Uh, and I kind of I think that ties into your question. I, I just don't know whether or not. He's got a clearly defined role as a defender, as a playmaker, et cetera. And there's clear need for him to grow as a playmaker, too. So I think that's the next yeah. step for him is that because of his size limitations, that's the only role he can play. He's probably better suited as a two guard. He's just far too small to be that. This is not Eddie House territory. He, he cannot be Dana Dana Barrows. He, can, he cannot be a, a under you know six two shooter at this point in time in the NBA and be a contributor. He, worked, he makes up for it with tremendous effort. I'm glad you pointed that out because his work ethic, his ability, just he constantly tries it there. Even now in our mentions, people are talking about, well, he needs to play over Lowry because he's, you know, he just shows out all the time. That's not true, but I understand why they gravitate towards a player who's clearly making up for his shortcomings yeah. in life. So I, I think that's the big thing for him. 
any other big offseason question uh, as far as no. what happens next with Gabe? No, no, I, I, I do think that he needs to have that three-point shot be even more consistent just to keep keep the defense honest, space the floor. When you space the floor, size is less of an issue. It's easier to be that playmaker when you have more room in front of you, right? And yeah. so uh, I think that'll be part of it. I just, I, I look, the Heat found a good backup point guard out of nowhere, and that was a position that they've struggled with for a really long time. Like, this is not a team that has just been marching out great backup point guards over the last sure. few years, right? So to have a, a traditional backup one uh, is... It, it's a good thing to have on this roster, on a 15-man roster. Whether or not he's part of the regular rotation next year depends on the rest of the makeup of the roster. He's good enough to be in a regular season rotation. Is, um, is he better but, than Norris Cole? Yeah. I think so. Sure. Um, all right, what's your summer job for him? Uh, restaurant server. Uh, thinking five steps oh. ahead. Thinking five steps ahead, always having to figure out what to do next, and always, again, serving people, which is his next evolution as a playmaker. He is a restaurant server. He can work at a chain store. I know chain restaurant, Applebee's, Chili's. Yeah, I, I see him at a Friday's. Place. I see him at a Friday's doing the happy birthday lots song of, there. Lots of tchotchkes, yeah, and suspenders. Yeah. I could see him yeah. really enjoying that job. And, again, I understand being quick on your feet, taking you to that next level, just the next evolution of a point guard. Yeah, you beat me on all the things. I like my Urban Outfitters one for Tyler Hero more than your Summer Camp one, but you you won the two out of the three. Um, I had him, similarly, I had him in, like, outside sales, like a sales job where he just has to, like, be, like, the thing about Gabe is that he's everybody's best friend in that locker yes. room. Like, if you yes. ask every Heat player individually who's your best friend in the team, like, 50% of them will say it's Gabe. Right. And so I could see him just becoming fast friends in outside sales and being able to like move placements and, and cases of whatever it is that you're selling. Oh, like um, use, car, uh, use cars or something like that. I, I almost, he's salesman. not, I almost want used car salesman, but he's not like slimy in that yeah, way. Like, like I actually yeah, think he's good at like seeing customers like repeatedly on a route, you know, over yeah. and over and just becoming fast friends and sort of dominating a territory that way. I could see Gabe Vincent really thriving there, yeah, making some good nice. money. Yeah, get some good summer money. Yeah, he's regional director before you know it. That's just yeah, exactly. He, he, he keeps climbing and climbing. I mean, I, I totally love that one too. So uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll continue our ex uh, exit interview series because this has been a lot of fun to be able to look back and look ahead and ask these big questions yeah. about these players. What are the next ones? We got uh, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, mm -hmm. and Caleb Martin coming up. Ooh, that should be fun. Uh, a lot of big questions about those three players. What happens to them and whether or not they're part of the heat moving forward because I know a lot of people mm -hmm. are interested to see what happens with Duncan Robinson and we'll be able to address those questions in the next episode. Thanks so much again for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out the Locked on NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, player rankings, and, of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. This is David Ramel signing off for now. Thanks so much for joining me, Wes. Wrap it up, B.